Welcome to the Manchild Chronicles podcast, sports edition. Come join our team of armchair quarterbacks as we discuss, dissect, and debate all that sports had to offer this week. Let's welcome our hosts, Ryan, John, Mike, and Jay. Growing up never took so long. Welcome in, cronies, to the Manchild Chronicles podcast, sports edition. I'm here with my two best friends, Jay and John, and we're going to go over this week's NFL action. How's it going, fellas? Dude, what's up, Ryan? Super excited to be here with you. Oh, I'm glad to hear that, Jay. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. John, John, are you excited to be with me tonight? I am. Uh, you know, football is just not exciting me anymore this year. A lot of uh, poor performances from players I like and teams <laughs> can't win and... No, I think I'm just going to say the season's over and, uh, you know, it's done. Even though you're sitting right behind your brother in our fantasy football league, you're probably going to get a bye week. You have a chance to win the championship, but your season's over. That's fine. No, no, that's fine. I will will gladly remove your team from the playoffs because I don't want (laughs) to face them. No kidding. (laughs) I didn't say I'm not going to play fantasy. That's two different things. (laughs) Okay. Well, let's get to the action. Start with the Thursday night football game. The Bills taking on the Patriots. A division matchup. What a matchup, but not a game. The Bills beat them 24-10. Wasn't much of a game. The Bills got out pretty early. Uh, Patriots couldn't really move the ball. Bills Bills needed that win. They needed that win. They needed to have a good win. They got one. Uh, They still didn't look... To me, they didn't look like they did earlier in the year where they just couldn't be stopped. Yep. Um, that's probably because they're playing the Patriots, I'm guessing. Belichick always has a good plan. But uh, what the Patriots just don't have enough talent to beat the Buffalo Bills, and uh, they came out victorious. And if they can keep that rolling, they'll be looking again like one of the teams to beat. I, I am so. missing a 50-point Josh Allen. Like a lot. <laughs> yeah. I'm you missing gave, him a whole bunch. You gave up Jalen Hurts to get Josh Ooh. Allen. That hurts. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> hurts done it. I know that Josh Allen has my long game, you know. In the next fifteen years it's still gonna be Josh Allen. I don't know how long Jalen Hurts will hold up. Watch me be completely wrong and it be opposite. I think Mac Jones got pretty heated during that game too for the dink and dunk play calling that they were doing. Oh, he was yelling the, uh, on New the sideline. I think I saw something like that that he was really getting hot at the people who are calling the plays on the offensive side of the ball there. Yeah, so, he was yeah. uh he was yelling at Matt Patricia Patricia. And can I also say Bill Belichick's son, can we stop showing him on camera every ten minutes? Yes. <laughs> he looks like the biggest redneck that should have been in Joe Dirt in the history, but <laughs> I cannot stand seeing that guy every 10 minutes with his, God, he just looks so stupid every time. (laughs) Yeah, him and his tongue. He is going to be a head coach in the next year, too. (laughs) He will be out of the NFL the day Belichick. If the Giants made Joe Judge the head coach of the Giants, Steve Belichick will be a head coach, too. I think the NFL is on to Bill Belichick's uh, minions. They don't work out. They just don't work <laughs> out. So, uh, Moving on, the Green Bay Packers uh, did not show up the first half of that game, and then nope. they 
they showed up in the fourth quarter. Packers 28 to the Chicago Bears 19. Scored Rogers, 18 in the fourth quarter. Aaron Rodgers still showed that he owned the Bears. Yep. And rolled on. Keeping their playoff hopes alive. Barely. What about Christian Watson? Eight touchdowns in four games. That's two a game, if I do my math correct there. Yeah, he he also has the rookie. He's only played four games, and he has the most touchdowns out of all the rookie wide receivers. Unbelievable. Yeah. You get the trust of Aaron Rodgers, you're going to have a good career because he, he hyper-targets when he starts liking somebody. He's fast, too. Man, did you see he had the um, – he did that. He got a forty-nine-yard touchdown run on an end yep. around. Yep. Oh, his right. speed topped out as the tied for the fastest speed in the NFL this year with the 34-year-old Deshaun Jackson. Wow. Still got it. Jay, you got a game? I am so sorry. Absolutely. I was just reading about Christian Watson and drooling um <laughs> wish i had him in fantasy uh looking at the uh next game that i was not drooling over was the steelers and falcons um pretty much a boar fest it was uh who can have the most field goals uh, throughout the game uh the steelers won 19 to 16 um it just I, I was waiting for the falcons to do something they kind of put together a comeback they were losing 19 to 6 they brought it back 19 to 16, and the Falcons just uh, let me down. I picked them to win this week, and they did not win. Pretty boring game. So we'll go to a game that wasn't very boring. Game of the week. <laughs> the Vikings. Now, let me rephrase this. The Jets lost to the Vikings. The Vikings didn't win this game. The Jets lost. If you watch this game, oh. the Jets. Kicked their butt up and down the field pretty much all game besides a couple of drives by the Vikings. Jets just shot themselves in the foot all day. Uh, Mike White thrown in their chest, bouncing off, getting intercepted. Can never score in the red zone. Kept driving the ball and just couldn't put it in. Five um, field goals from Greg Five field Lake. goals. Fourth and goal from the one. Perfect pass, hits him right in the numbers. He catches it, and on his way down, somehow he drops the ball for the game-winning touchdown. And we lost to the Vikings 27-22. As a lowly Jets fan for the last 10 years, it just feels good to play a meaningful game and be competitive against one of the best teams in the NFL in December. So normally I'd be very upset but uh, I felt we played very good. I felt very good about Mike White in that game. He looked amazing. Garrett Wilson looks amazing. Oh, my goodness. The rookie catches, running back. 162 yards for Garrett Wilson. Yes, he looked great. Uh, the the rookie, undrafted rookie running back we got, Bam Knight, he looked really good. Yep. Uh, only one other undrafted rookie. Uh Two ever in history have 100 total yards in their first two games. Uh, so we'll see. Just got uh, the Bills this week coming up, and then we got a few easy games, I think. So we'll see. We're still uh, number seven seed in the playoffs, and the Vikings go to 10-2, and two, looking pretty good, pretty good, pretty good. Kirk Cousins, he didn't get a touchdown pass until the witching hour. 
Uh, finally, he throws one to Justin Jefferson. But, yeah, Kirk Cousins did not look good. You can tell that Jets defense is tough, and they were putting – they just had a lot of pressure on Kirk. Yeah, they got a very good front four, two really good corners. Uh, yeah, they played They played him good. They should have won the game. But the – it was the first half. It would have been twenty to six. So was it was the turnovers in the first half, and then the second half the Jets regrouped and fought back, or because you said they lost the game, and then the first half is that when they that's the, they were down game. they were down twenty to six. The intercept they the Vikings scored on that interception, because um, I think it was six to three. Then they scored that interception, got fourteen. I can't remember how they scored. They they were run. Delvin Cook was running the ball pretty yeah. good, I thought, in the first half for sure. Um, they kind of shut him down in the second half, but that first half he was kind of having his way with us. He had a couple of big runs and he took them all the way down. I think Madison ran it in, I believe, for the gotcha. other touchdown. So John, it was twenty-two to twenty-seven, and then the Jets had the ball. It was like second and one, and they mm. could not punch it in. They went third and one fourth and one, and then they turn the ball over. The Vikings then punt the ball, and the Jets have another chance going down the field, but they have to get the touchdown because it's 22-27, and they still could not. I I don't know how close they got on that last drive, Ryan. They're about at the 40-yard line, I think. But they had the second play in that drive, and I texted you this, Jay. Mike White threw a bomb to Garrett Wilson, and overthrew him. He had him by like three steps for a, like an eighty-yard touchdown, and he threw overthrew him by a yard. It was just past his fingertips. That would have been the game winner. We had it, and he overthrew him by a yard. Yeah, I mean, it, the Jets they had multiple chances at the end to win by a touchdown, and they just could not do it. Talking about a team that beat themselves, you know, New York Jets beat themselves that week. The Jacksonville Jaguars beat themselves this week. Detroit Lions 40, Jacksonville 14. Jaguars, you know, they had that game, and they just gave it to Detroit there towards the end. Detroit just piled it on. That's what a a Jets fan sounds like to me when he's trying to justify his team (laughs) losing the game. (laughs) Just so you all know when I'm here, when Ryan's talking about Jets losing the game. Uh, Jared Goff looked fire, uh, 340 yards, two touchdowns, a running game for the Lions. It's just, mm, 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 mm. It's just beautiful when Jamal Williams is running those touchdowns in the game. Uh, St. Brown, 11 catches, 114 yards, two touchdowns. I mean, as far as lopsided games go this week, this is one of the lopsided games, and it looked like the Jacksonville Jaguars were just shell-shocked to get that bad of a whooping in Detroit. So D- Detroit's now four and one their last five games. Four and one, I think. They were yeah, five and, and seven. Five and seven overall. But Dan Campbell and the Lions, baby, come on, John. That has to make you feel good. You you love watching hard knocks. Uh, the he didn't get a catch, but Jameis Williamson, their star first round pick, rookie wide receiver, who if he wasn't hurt, he probably would have been the first pick in the draft. Uh, he suited up for that game. I don't know if he got out there and played or not, but he suited up, so he'll probably be back in that lineup in a week or two, uh, full force. So they they are they're out of it, but they're technically not out of the playoff race yet. So they'll be a scary team if they make the playoffs. The way they can score the ball. 
Well, I'll tell you about two teams that want to make the playoffs, and they decided that neither one of them actually wanted to win this game. Uh, the Washington Commanders and the New York Giants end in a tie, 20 to 20. Uh, no one could get it. It was it was actually pretty action packed heading into the uh, fourth quarter um, when uh, the the Commanders drove that ball down at the very end. Uh, Heineke hit Johan Dotson on a twenty eight yard pass, tied the game up. I thought, man, the Commanders are gonna do it. They're gonna win. And it went to overtime, and no one wanted to score. Um, I'm pretty sure the Commanders kept the ball for it was like darn near um eight minutes of overtime and could not score so then the giants got it and they couldn't do anything and it just ended in overtime so very very uh much a letdown when it ends in a tie professional games should not end in a tie meaningless game tell that Uh, the redskins out football (laughs) i think the redskins outplayed them but uh, going on to the next game, uh, about probably teams even that m- don't want to score. Yeah, <laughs> probably even a more boring game. The Ravens beat the Browns ten to nine. The two story there was two storylines of this game. It wasn't the game that was played at all because that wasn't uh, or uh, the, beat the Broncos. Lamar Broncos. Sorry, the Broncos. I have a terrible handwriting. They beat the Broncos ten to nine. The Ravens lost Lamar Jackson to a knee injury. Yep. Uh, it was announced today that he will be out days to weeks. Um, they're projecting. <laughs> I wish I was a head coach. Yeah, he's going to be gone days to weeks. Somewhere. <laughs> if I had days to put to a timeline on it. <laughs> to years. Just uh, three tour. Most people are projecting he's going to be out two to four weeks. So um, Tyler Huntley came in, couldn't really do much, but got a touchdown at the very end to win it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Russell Wilson, uh, John, you want to give us an update on his uh, touchdown ratio to bathroom ratio? So if I am corrected here, Russell Wilson did not have any touchdowns this game, so he's still currently sitting at eight touchdowns for the season, and him and Sierra did not add or remove any bathrooms from their home, so they are still at 12 bathrooms in their home, <laughs> if I am corrected. So we have That's eight correct. touchdowns to 12 bathrooms. Uh, they, job, they kicked three field Their defense looked great. Uh, I have their defense in fantasy, so I was happy there. But uh, they gave up that touchdown at the end. Uh, Ravens, the Ravens needed that win pretty bad. They haven't looked very good. But another close game that they barely won or barely lost, and now they're out Lamar. I don't know about the Ravens. But Broncos, they suck. They're terrible. I can't believe nobody's got fired there yet. Broncos country. Let's ride. Exactly. Uh, moving on, we got the Browns versus the Texans. Uh, a heroic warrior making his return to the battlefield this week after oh, yuck. after a year and a half to two years of being blamed and accused. He showed up, and he looked like Russell Wilson 2.0. Um, Cleveland Browns won 27 to the Houston Texans 14. Deshaun Watson, though. 131 yards only, no touchdowns and a pick. Really, the defense, I think, won the game for the Browns there. And the Texans are the Texans this year. They are figuring it out, how to get that first-round pick, and they are being very good at it. Yeah, the uh, how many offensive touchdowns did the Browns score in that game, John? 
I don't think they got any, to be honest. They didn't get any. Defense and special teams. Deshaun Watson, zero impact on that game whatsoever. The Texans, the Texans wanted to win that game bad, and they shot, but their defense didn't want to win as bad as, or their offense didn't want to win as bad as their defense (laughs) because they they couldn't, uh, it was pretty bad. But, uh, yeah, that's about it for that game. Pretty ugly. Yeah, pretty ugly. Uh, Going to what some Eagles fans would say was a beautiful win, uh, a win that was not – I was not expecting it to be as lopsided as it was. Um, The Philadelphia Eagles beat the Tennessee Titans 35-10. to Jalen Hurts looked awesome. Had some great plays with uh, Devonta Smith. It was great to see him. Um, it was great to see someone other than A.J. Brown score a bunch, especially when I know my guy Ryan needed him to. And so uh, Devonta Smith, five catches, 102 yards, had a touchdown. Do not count out A.J. Brown. Eight catches, 119 yards, two touchdowns, and one of the best catches I think I've ever seen on a touchdown. Did you guys see the A.J. Brown catch in the end zone? I didn't see it, no. He's literally got the defender right in front of him, hugging him. They're body to body, shoulder to shoulder, and that ball went right onto A.J. Brown's shoulder, and he just reaches up and just catches it, like right here on his shoulder. There's not even like a foot between him and the defender. It was awesome go look up that play and i'm just like how did he catch that ball like he had no room to catch it the defender played it perfectly but jalen hurts threw that ball on the money and it was a beautiful pass let me see how far that was that was the 40 yard touchdown pass it was it was just it was a thing of beauty so um anyways jalen hurts and the eagles are still rolling they are 11 and 1 they look tough to beat i'll tell you that that was supposed to be a really one of the games of the weeks, and uh, boy, they shut them Titans down. Uh, the Titans lost their best receiver early. Traylon Burks took a vicious hit in the end zone after he cut it. I don't know how he held on to that ball. Yep. Um, but Jalen Hurts finished the day twenty nine to thirty nine for three hundred eighty yards, three touchdown passes, and a rushing touchdown. Absolutely dominated. A usually well coached Mike Vrabel team. Uh, on to the next game, the Seahawks and the Rams. Seahawks beat the Rams 27-23. to The Rams have no recognizable players left on their team. Ugh. Everybody's hurt and done for the year. Uh, they did have John Wolford back for a while, and he, he made the offense move a little bit. Uh, so they were able to put 23 points on the board, but... Geno Smith, Russell Wilson, and DK Metcalf, way too much for them. The, all three of those guys had monster games. Uh, they lost their running back, Kenneth Walker, uh, what is described from Pete Carroll as a jammed ankle. Yeah. Not sure how, I know how you jam a finger and a toe. I don't know how you jam an ankle, but he Jammed did his ankle. Uh, he said he's going to be out, uh, <laughs> I think he said days to weeks, too. I'm not sure. But... Uh, <laughs> Coach Doc. Well, that's about it from that game. Seahawks uh, keep winning. Uh, they look tough some weeks. Good enough probably to make the playoffs possibly in the NFC. Uh, next game up on the docket here, we have uh, the Chiefs and the Bengals. 
And as a Chiefs fan, I don't want to talk about this game. Uh, the Bengals have our number. Um, we have lost to the Bengals now three times this year alone. Uh, we lost to them back on January 2nd of 2022. We lost to them in the AFC Championship on January 30th. And now here we are um, in the regular season losing to the Bengals again. Um it just hurts. Um, Burrow looked great. The Bengals won 27 to 24. Was really hoping for the Chiefs to pull it out. Um, and just some dumb mistakes. Kelsey had a fumble, um, which cost us uh, the yardage there. Um, Bengals got the ball. And like I said, J- Joe Burrow just, he looked great. Um, he looked great moving the ball. And they don't need Joe Mixon because. Uh, um, Samaj P. No, Ryan steps in. Uh, you need him back for fantasy, but the Bengals <laughs> yes. don't need him back because Samaj P. Ryan is doing amazing. Yeah, you you like to keep Samaj P. Ryan in there. I picked him up in fantasy, and it has paid off uh, three weeks in a row. But yes. yeah, uh, P. Ryan just looked phenomenal. Had over a hundred yards on the ground. Also catches great, blocks great. Joe Mixon, you just sit out, buddy. You keep resting through at least the fantasy playoffs and then no. you can come back when it no. matters <laughs> i need him for the fantasy playoffs uh the the chiefs have not won in cincinnati's uh dating back to 1984 that's a few years ago folks uh that game really to me uh i thought it was a pretty good game up until kelsey had a big drop um, and every it seemed like all the steam out of the stadium, stadium and the chief yep. sideline just kind of were was gone after that. Yep. And um, at the end of the game, we were talking about this at work today. At the end of the game, uh, when the Chiefs still had a chance, the Bengals had the ball, and a Chiefs defensive lineman got right in front of Joe Burrow and kind of like stopped. I don't know what that was all about. I don't know if he was afraid because Joe Burrow was like. He looked like Jalen Hurts out there running the ball. Like <laughs> he couldn't be stopped on the ground. So I don't know if he was worried that he was going to get away from him and pick up like twenty yards again on a run. But it was very odd because he got the end up getting a pass off and getting a first down, and that was kind of the end of it. I don't know. Did you see that at the end there, Jay? Or are you frustrated enough already? No, I watched it. I watched the whole thing, and no, I saw it. Um, my initial reaction was he was worried about Joe Burrow just taking off and running all over the field. Because he was unbelievable running the ball yeah, yesterday for some he, reason. He was. A, a he, white quarterback that doesn't not known for running <laughs> just was unbelievable running the ball yesterday for some reason. Burrow looked great yesterday. I have him in fantasy, so I wasn't mad. Like, I wanted him to score points. I just wanted the Chiefs to score more, and they they let me down. John, you want to talk about the Raiders and Chargers, the Vegas, the Las Vegas Vegas? <laughs> I think since we've called on the Vegas on this podcast, they have been winning. If you all haven't noticed that trend, so it's because of us. You are thankful, Las Vegas and Oakland fans, because the Las Vegas Raiders won that game. 27 to the Chargers 20. Mm. I was very think I was very thankful for Devontae Adams in the second half. Going into halftime, I was very depressed. Um I was texting Ryan how depressed I was because Adams just hadn't scored me anything. Listen, Jay <laughs> uses bad karma 
to make his team go better. He talks about how <laughs> terrible his team is and how bad everybody's going to be, and he just keeps going until they just have the best game of their life all the time. I do it because I need Adams to hear me, and he's like, I can't do this to Jay. Jay needs me this week. Yeah, and so and what's he, he do? What's he do? He decides to beat Garrett Wilson this week. He goes eight catches, 177 yards, and two touchdowns. Thanks, Adams. Unreal. And the Chargers, that should have been a game. The Chargers put up 50 points against that Vegas defense, and they, the Vegas defense, that's the best I've ever seen them look in 10 years, I think. They were covering those wide receivers, getting a pass rush on there. The Chargers couldn't do anything. They look lost out there, which I, was great for me because I needed the Chargers to lose so the Jets could keep that uh, seven seed going. Uh, another game here we'll get to, 49ers beating the Miami Dolphins 33-17. to They made it look pretty easy, Wow! in my opinion. Uh, big thing in that game, Jimmy Garoppolo goes down, out for the season, broke his foot. He will not come back. So they're going to rely on Brock Purdy, the undrafted, the or Mr. Irrelevant. Sorry, he was drafted. Mr. Irrelevant, the last pick of the draft. Uh, he didn't look bad. little gunslinger action going on. Uh, I'm sure they'll have a different game plan going to next week. But the Dolphins were in it for a while. And then the the Niners just kind of overtook them in the end there and made the score look not as close as it actually was, 33-17. Uh, Tua also got hurt in that game, and Jalen Waddle got hurt in that game. So they were down. Uh, Tua came back, but I think he left at the end of the game, if I remember. And so they lost a couple of big-time players in that game. But uh, we'll see what happens to the Niners. They were... I was thinking that was the probably the team that can beat the Eagles, but we'll see how Brock Purdy does. I'm I'm not convinced anymore with him. Another well, news today: uh, Baker Mayfield got released by the Carolina Panthers. Mm-hmm. So, any implications there? You guys think that the 49ers will claim him off waivers? Oh, I think they'd be stupid not to bring. A, I mean, he's like the only veteran quarterback out there to grab. I'm sure they're. I don't think they'll start him, but I think they got to bring him in as a backup. So if you're the Seattle Seahawks and you have the waiver claim before the 49ers, do you take Baker to prevent that from happening? No. <laughs> if I'm Seattle, I'm like, <laughs> you can have him. I've mean, seen this guy play. Please take him. Uh, you know, it, it, it was funny. I, I read that Baker Mayfield, and there were a few teams that popped up. Another one was the Rams, and we were talking about because Wolford looks like he got hurt again. So between Rams and 49ers, I, I don't know. There's there's a couple teams that might be so desperate that they grab the uh, former uh, number one pick, Baker Mayfield. Let's have a moment of silence for his five-month career in Carolina. I will hopefully forget you. <laughs> And we're back. Thank you, Baker Mayfield, for your one and five, one and six record you gave us in Carolina, improving to the Browns that you they made the right choice. Yes, yes. <laughs> Even I, if that I was, choice isn't panning out yet, it's still I'm the telling right you, choice. I was in the Baker Mayfield corner when they let him go, thinking how stupid you went so many years without a quarterback, and you got rid of the one guy that actually made you guys look good. And I think they knew what they were doing because oh, he man. he had that he had two good years when he was there. I think those were flukes because 
boy, he's terrible. He doesn't even throw it to the good wide receivers. He throws it to like the fourth and fifth <laughs> string and third string tight ends. Like I don't, I don't think he it. wants other players to get the credit. Like he doesn't I, want that. I really, he doesn't want it to be like, well, it's no. because they're good. So he's like, I gotta throw it to the no name guy. Prove he it does that the it's opposite. On me. You know how you have your first read, second read, third read, fourth read. He starts from the back. He goes fifth read, fourth read, third read, second read, first read. He doesn't know what his reads are. So he's like, just oh, dyslexic. I, oh, poor Baker. Jeez. Yeah, the defense yeah. thinks I'm going for the first read, but if I start with my fifth read, they won't expect it. I think oh. I just wanted him to stay in Cleveland for those nice commercials because he had some yeah. good commercials. I do miss his commercials. Uh, next game on the docket, Cowboys uh, barely squeaked by the Colts Sunday night, <laughs> 54 to 14. Boy, whoa, you, the whoa, Colts. Whoa, whoa. 19. 19, Colts sorry. 19. Don't take away the Colts points. They need every yeah. one of them. The, uh, Matt Ryan, I don't know what they're going to do there. I don't know how you can keep starting him. He just looks terrible. Uh, Cowboy, but Cowboys are so dominant. Their defense, I mean, the Colts didn't have a chance that game. If Jonathan Taylor just couldn't run over everybody, they just had no chance. And. Cowboys, they couldn't do anything wrong. Everything worked for them. They were running great. Their offensive line looked great. Zeke Elliott looked like 10 years ago, Zeke Elliott running that ball. He was fast. Uh, gosh, they're good. That NFC East with the Cowboys and the Eagles, wow. So I, uh, you know, I, I don't, I can't, unless it's a really good game, I'm not staying up on Sunday night. I, I get up early. And so I went to bed. And it was 19 to 21, end of the third quarter. And I was like, man, this is kind of turned into a game, but I think the Cowboys will win. I woke up this morning, checked my phone. It said 54 to 19. And I was like, <laughs> what am I looking at? Like, I was rubbing my eyes and trying to get the crust out. And I'm like, there's no way I'm reading this right. And sure enough, yeah, Cowboys put on 33 points in the fourth quarter, just buried them. And I, Totally, I I knew they would win. I didn't know they were going to do that. Blew me away. I mean, yeah, just looking at the score of the game, fifty-four to nineteen, it looks like Alabama going against that Division two school <laughs> that comes plays in their home opener for the warm-up game. You know, that's exactly what this looks like. And Matt Ryan looked like he was the leading quarterback for that Division two college. And you know, um, maybe they'll get Baker. I don't know. Maybe eh, eh. we'll see what happens. Uh. And to finish the games off tonight, I'm actually watching it right now. Uh, the Saints is beating the Bucks sixteen to three with six minutes to go. I don't the way the Bucks are playing, I doubt they're gonna win the game. Tom Brady cannot move the ball, the Bucks cannot move the ball. Uh some for some reason the Tom Brady just could not play against the Saints and proven it again tonight. But somehow somehow I feel like the Bucks are still gonna be in first place in this division at uh five and seven somehow. They will be because the next in line is the Atlanta Falcons with five and eight. So it's unbelievable. The, the Bucks will be right behind them with five and eight. Uh, what a terrible it be, division! It is a race for the worst best record in the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, you know what the Brady, sad thing is? Brady's the Bucks like, I want to actually make the legend. playoffs and do something. Brady's like, I want to add to my legend and make the playoffs with a losing record and win the Super Bowl. <laughs> 
He just wants to pull <laughs> off the J of fantasy football. I get it. I get it. It's nice when you squeak in and then win the whole thing. I can you know relate. What? I've Go never Tom. made the playoffs with a losing record, and I've never won the Super Bowl with a losing record. Let's make this happen. <laughs> Well, Tom Brady's free agent next year. He might go to uh, 49ers. That's always been his dream. We'll see what happens. I'm Tom Brady. Not if Baker gets there, he won't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Tonight, we're going to do the Mount Rushmore of the NFC East. It's the Giants, Eagles, Cowboys, and the Commanders. Wow. Uh, I think we'll start off with the most boring team on here. I. Uh, probably the commanders, I was thinking. What about you guys? Yeah, that would be the most boring. Um, now, are we only taking commander players? Commander slash industry? Redskins. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just make sure. Don't take any commander players, trust me. Take <laughs> it from when they were Taylor Heineke. Come Taylor on, Taylor Heineke. Terry McGowan. Rushmore. Carson Wentz. <laughs> Uh, this was actually kind of a harder list because they haven't had a lot of great players for a nope. long time. Long time. So I think, to me, the first guy on here, um, I was fortunate enough to see him play when I was a kid. Uh, he was truly a shutdown corner for many, 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 many years. Very fast, good special teams player as well. Yep. That is the cornerback Hall of Famer, Daryl Green. Yep. You guys agree with that one? I do indeed. Uh, I also have on here uh, Hall of Fame wide receiver. Uh, at one point, he had the most catches in NFL history until Jerry Rice passed him. That is Art Monk. Art Monk. Yep. Okay. That's good. I had to get a quarterback on there. And I thought I'd go with a guy who won a Super Bowl and had the one of the most horrific injuries ever on TV. That is yep. Joe Theismann. Yep. I also had QB Joe Theismann on there. I was uh, Thank fortunate. Thank you, Blindside, for educating us on Joe Theismann's injury. Yep, showing that's what it, it on. did. It educated us to true fact football. Thank you. I was Blindside. fortunate enough at a work seminar to listen to Joe Theismann speak. Um, that's pretty much what he talked about was that injury. So pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah, we'll talk and about the player that did that to him when we talk about the Giants. Yes, <laughs> they're actually best friends. Um, the next one, this is where it gets a little tougher because there's a lot of ways you could go. Uh, the way I want to go, we'll see how you guys react. I want to go, they were dominant in the 80s. They won, uh, with Joe, Joe uh, Gibbs, they won four, was it three or four Super Bowls? I can't remember. I think it was four. But they had a running back that was uh, just dominant. Nobody could tackle him. He was like Mike Allstott, but back in the 80s. That's John Riggins. That's who I wanted fourth on there. I have John Riggins, but I do want to shout out safety Sean Taylor. What he did in three seasons, and I know three seasons isn't enough to make the Mount Rushmore, but there's a reason he only had three seasons. Um from 2004 to 2007, 299 tackles, 12 interceptions, was in only 55 games in the league. Um, he also had eight forced fumbles. Halfway through the 2007 season, he was shot and killed by an intruder in his Miami home. So his NFL story was left unwritten. And so, but Sean Taylor, for those 55 games, he was he was showing up to be an absolute beast. 
Well, the commanders Washington. commanders did him a solid and and made him uh, quite a nice memorial that they threw together because yeah. uh, they forgot to make it. And then the night before, they're like, "Oh, oh, we got to make this memorial for Sean Taylor. <laughs> uh, get some of that wire. Uh, get that Nike part of the uniform, the Reebok one, the Adidas one. Let's just throw it all together real quick. Uh, slap his name on the back of it." But yeah, I, he was a great player to watch. Man, I I remember when I played Madden, he was always one of the when you go franchise mode. Yep, yep. I always took him as my first defender because he on Madden, if you can get a like a good blitzing linebacker or DN, the next thing you want if you don't get one of them is a safety mm-hmm. that can hit hard and and intercept balls and that was that guy every time. So yeah, that's uh, the Commanders. That's the Commanders, uh, Mount Rushmore. Daryl Green, Art Monk, Joe Theismann, John Riggins. Next team, let's talk about the New York football giants. And easily, without any doubt, the number one player on their Mount Rushmore, LT, Lawrence Taylor, in my opinion, the best defender of all time. Joe Theismann's best friend who snapped his leg in half. Oh, gosh. This guy in the 80s and when he played, unstoppable. You could not. You think Micah Parsons is good? This guy was better. It's unbelievably fast. Couldn't couldn't block him. Uh, tackling machine, sacking machine. Not much else to say about him. Don't yep. do drugs. Great line in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, next on this list, I gotta go with you. Uh, I gotta go with Eli Manning. He won Super Bowls. He <laughs> beat the Patriots to. twice. Uh, I John go is with so him. mad, <laughs> Mister Clutch Eli Manning. He put up he put up a lot of numbers. I never thought he was a great quarterback. I thought he was just like you know, kind of an average quarterback his whole career. But when he needed to win a game, he could win a game. 57,000 uh, passing yards. Yes. He had a long career. I call those players like him compilers. They put up a lot of numbers, but they, you know, you're when you draft a team, nobody's ever picking Eli Manning to be their quarterback. But he did put up numbers. Their their teams probably won on defense, but he was, he's by far, I think, their best quarterback they ever had over Phil Sims, in my opinion. You know, it. so I put down five players. For the Giants, and one well, thing I found... Only four, there's only four... I don't know if you've ever seen Mount Rushmore, Jay. I know, only, but I had him just in case I needed him. But listen to what I'm trying to say, Ryan. I picked five players, and I find this very unique because we keep doing these uh, Mount Rushmores. All five yes. of these players that I picked, um, they spent their entire careers at the Giants. So no matter who you talk about, I know you're going to talk about them. All of them, they spent their entire career with the Giants. You don't find that a lot. You see, you see a lot of the players leave. That did not happen here. Yeah, yeah, true. Uh, John, do you want to add anything on Eli Manning? I know he was one of your favorite players for a while. No, no comment. We're on to the next guy. Okay, next guy. Uh, I mean, this guy. This guy is still a face in the NFL. Yes, he is. He might be more successful now than he was when he's and he was the one of the best defensive ends ever to play the game, and he might be more successful now. Michael Strahan, I the don't gap know how tooth wonder. 
I don't know how he was a talk show, like not for even football, but he had a very Kelly. successful run Kelly Ripley, with yeah. Kelly. And he's got a lisp, like, but he is just such a genuine guy. Like, he just comes off so fun and genuine. People are like, yeah, I forget Regis and Kelly. We love Michael and Kelly. And, you know, you think, you think of a defensive end or anybody that plays defensive line to be like a big fat guy. Go watch... Go watch Magic Mike. This guy does not have much fat on him. He is that is, why you watch Magic Mike, Ryan? Yes, for Michael Strahan. <laughs> I what watch, an this Adonis. For watch this for Michael. Uh, yeah. Man, he was good. I remember the year he broke that sack record, even though Favre probably gave it to him, but he deserved it, man. He didn't take roids or anything like the guy that had it. So, uh, The next one is up for debate. There could be a few players in this. I went two. with two. I went with a Hall of Famer that played during the LT days when they won the championship in the 80s. Uh, I think the only reason they won those championships was because LT and this guy, and that was Harry Carson, Hall of Famer. I did not write him down. Who do you have down? This will be a I debate have, finally. I have quarterback Phil Sims written down, oh, and sorry. above him I have running back Tiki Barber, who spent his entire decade mm. career with so th- the Giants. Here's the only problem I have, and I will say what my problem, I think both those players are, are good. Um, here's my problem with Phil Sims. I always think, if you see Phil Sims and Boomer Sias and you're like, who's who? Uh, <laughs> the next thing is... <laughs> Paxson <when or> Pullman. <laughs> Jeff Hostetler... Phil Sims always got hurt, and Jeff Hostetler always came in and won him games, and he <laughs> took him to the Super Bowl one. Jeff Hostetler did because Phil Sims was hurt. Uh, Phil Sims did put up numbers, but first uh, of all, Phil Sims led them to their first Super Bowl championship. Yes, and he set several Super Bowl records and yes. was named the Super Bowl MVP. Just saying, he he was a good quarterback. He's a Hall of Fame quarterback. He was a good quarterback. I don't I don't. I'm not going to be mad if he's the one on the list. Tiki Barber, I had though, Tiki Barber actually above Phil Sims, just because I was trying to go a little, I was trying to newer. pick something yeah. a little different, a little newer. Yeah. Yeah, the The only problem with Tiki Barber is he had really bad fumbling problems. But he had he had a stretch there for a few years where he was just so dominant. And he was a big part of those uh, championship teams as well. Yeah. So he, he does... Uh, he holds numerous Giants franchise records, uh, which I would love to see Barkley break. Uh, and that includes most career rushing yards at 10,449, most 100-yard games at 38, and most 1,000-yard seasons at 6. Yeah, they just never really have longevity at running back there. Tiki Barber did it longer than anybody else. I mean, yep. 80s they had Otis Anderson and a bunch of other guys, and then they got Barkley now, and he's been hurt, so... Uh, John, out of these three uh, players, who do you think should be on that Hall of Fame, Mount Rushmore? I'd say Tiki Barber's probably my personal favorite, but I think Phil Sims probably deserves it. Yeah. All right. Over then. I'm not against it. Uh, I think we go with Phil Sims then because I would put Phil Sims as two behind Harry Carson, and you have him at two, and John has him at one. So I think we'll go LT, Eli Manning, Mike Strahan, and Phil Sims, who made a great career after football. As well. Phil, if you want to come on the podcast to talk about it, we'd love to have you on. Thanks, bud. Or Boomer Siason, if you want to come on, since you guys look the same, that's fine. (laughs) 
The next we'll team have will a go, both auto. We have to guess who's yeah. who. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see your dominant hand. One's left and one's right. All right. We'll go to the Philadelphia Eagles. This one was kind of a fun yeah. one. There's a lot of good players in Philadelphia. Um, I think it has to start with this guy, the Minister of Defense, Reggie White. Oh, yes. Uh, so dominant on those Eagles. Buddy Ryan-led defenses. The guy had one move, and it was his arm swinging at you, and you would go flying, and he'd come at the quarterback. Uh, retired in his career as the lead leaguer in sacks uh, since he's been passed up by Bruce Smith. But uh, and then he went on to be a minister. 198. You got to say 198 sacks. Yes. And then, like you said, um, Bruce has 200, but then the list falls off. It's like all the way down at like 160. Like yep. it's crazy how far it falls off. Yep. Uh, died at an early age after football, um, but he's probably, he could be on two Mount Rushmore's. He could be on the Packers Mount Rushmore too. That's how good this guy was. It, it's funny. I was reading um, and it said um, when free agency started in 1993, he went to the Green Bay Packers supposedly under God's command. It just happened to come with a very huge payday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was funny. Yep. Uh, next one on the list. This is one of my favorite players with the Eagles in the uh, 90s and 2000s. He he was so intimidating in the secondary. He had, a, he had the most awesome visor, I thought. Yep. He was such a hard hitter. Um, Brian Dawkins. Safety Brian Dawkins, yep. Man, he was... He was so fun. Um, Hall of Famer, uh, finished his career with the Broncos, but did all his damage with the uh, Eagles. Was a big reason they went to all those NFC championships when Andy Reid was there, led that defense every year. Yep. Uh, speaking of all those NFC championships they went to, I think they went to four in a row. Is that – I think yep. I'm – four in a row NFC championships – Led by the next guy on my list, Donovan McNabb. You're nailing it. That's perfect. Keep that's rock and roll. Uh, McNabb holds all the records there for passing. Uh, put up. I mean, he was a great quarterback when he played, uh, especially when that year he had Terrell Owens. He was elite. Um, the next on my list. This is where we could go some different ways. Again, I went with. One when I was a kid who just seemed like a video game character, and then he went to the Vikings and and put up uh, great numbers as well. I went with Randall Cunningham for the next one on my list. It's not who I picked. Who um, you got? I also wanted to shout out real quick with Donovan McNabb because he gets picked number two overall in 1999, and he teams up with a brand new coach, Andy Reid. So we love to talk about Andy Reid, especially as a Chiefs fan. He wouldn't be who he is, especially without the quarterback talent of Donovan McNabb. And maybe you could say McNabb wouldn't have been the talent without Andy Reid, but they were a great duo. Um, for the fourth one, I have – I went a little um, off the radar again, but the best – one of the best offensive tackles to ever do it, Jason Peters. Um, he was uh, nicknamed the bodyguard for a reason – um, he is an absolute uh, future shoe-in for the Hall of Fame. Um, but, yeah, they, they acquired him in 2009. 
um, for a first and fourth round pick. He was with the team for 12 years, 148 starts. Um, offensive tackle Jason Peters um, made a lot of uh, Pro Bowls um, and uh, was all pro twice. You know, if you're going to – I had an offensive lineman written down. Um, he's playing right now. Well, so is, I guess, the guy you just said. He plays for the Cowboys. Jason Peters does. But I have Jason Kelsey written down, in my opinion, the best center in the league. Been he the best is. center for a while. For a while, yep. Uh, very dominant with that team. Going to be a Hall of Famer. Guarantee it. And I don't know if you saw his video of them singing <laughs> a Christmas song. The guy can sing. I did, I did not. I'm going to have to look oh, that up. I'm going to find it. I'm going to send it to you. To me, him and another offensive lineman are singing in this clip. It's amazing. I would um, not be against Jason Kelsey. Let's be clear on that. He also has an awesome podcast with his brother that is uh, hilarious. We'd like to join forces with you guys, Kelsey brothers, if you want to team up on a podcast. Absolutely. I wouldn't be against that. All right, John, uh, you're going to have to be our tiebreaker here. we got Randall Cunningham, Jason Peters, and Jason Kelsey. You know, before you said Jason Kelsey's name, that was going to be the name I brought up was Jason Kelsey. I feel like he has been the heart of this Philadelphia Eagles team for, what, the past 11, 12 years now almost? Long time maybe. now. Yeah. So I he was on the top of my mind. I will give an honorable mention to Brian Westbrook, one of the most dominant running backs yes. I had in the 90s. But I think since he's been with the Eagles his whole career and he will be a Hall of Famer, I think J- Jason Kelsey gets on this Mount Rushmore. I like it. I like it. Jason Kelsey, there you go. Reggie White, Brian Dawkins, Donovan McNabb, and Jason Kelsey. I like when the old offensive linemen make it in there. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. All right. Well, let's finish with uh, supposedly America's team, the Cowboys. They don't have any uh, superstars ever in their history, huh? They don't. But, you know, I was going through this list, and I did my best to keep somebody off the list because his numbers are really bad, and he shouldn't even be in the Hall of Fame. But I'm going to start it off with the uh, statistically the best running back of all time. He's usually in everybody's top five list still, Emmett Smith. Emmett Smith. Yep, I'll take it. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with this guy who was um, didn't play in this era of football, but was a dominant wide receiver. Quite the personality on air, too. Michael Irvin. Love Michael Irvin. Okay. You are taking the um, the uh, the running back and the wide receiver off the board before the quarterbacks. I'm very interested how this goes. Yes, because these teams, I don't feel their quarterbacks that are on these teams are the best on the Mountain Rushmores. The next, I am going to take a quarterback. It is not Troy Aikman. It is the best quarterback for the Cowboys. It's Roger Staubach. Yep, I have him. I'm very I had him against. written down number one. I'm so. very against uh, Troy Aikman being on this list. He really? Did not, did the, look at the guy's stats. They're terrible. <laughs> They're so bad. He was not the reason those teams won. I mean, he was a good game manager. Those teams won because of the running game, Michael Irvin, the offensive line, and the defense. It had nothing to do with Troy Aikman. Sorry, not sorry. News break, news break. I do... Never mind, never mind. There's a penalty. I'm watching. There's 20, about 20 seconds left. Penalty the Bucks are the taking the snap. 
Oh, no, no, your your game's ahead of mine again. I'm ahead of you. Hey, sorry. Is, we'll wait and see what going happens. on in Colorado. Okay. So right now player, you've got Emmett I had Smith, a, Michael Irvin, and then Roger, Roger Staubach. Staubach. Okay. I had a ton of players. For there's so many players you go with. There's last one, but the Cowboys' dominant time was in the '90s. I got to give due to that defense, and their best defensive player during that time, he, he was another. Dominant defensive player on another team in the 90s that won championships. But I'm going to go with Charles Haley for the fourth. There's a lot of ways you can go here. A lot of Hall of Famers. Um, there are. I'm a, I'm I had go someone else. Charles Haley. Go ahead. I had someone else, and it, will, it won't be Troy Aikman. I had a tight end, Jason Witten. Mm, not even thinking about him. He's been, um, he was there a long time. They didn't really win anything when he was there, but... You know, he put he up unbelievable a, stats for a tight end. Made eleven Pro Bowls during his time. Uh, the Bucks Witten just scored. I I haven't seen that yet, Ryan, and I'm ahead of you, so I think you're wrong. What just happened? I don't know. Anyway, sixteen sixteen on the. He oh, caught, oh, they took it away. They took it away. Yeah, uh, he caught a uh, one thousand one hundred and fifty two passes. 1,152 passes. And don't for forget, tw- he retired, became a Monday Night Football analyst, and, and then, then went back un-retired. and played two more years. <laughs> he had 12,448 yards and 68 touchdowns. My pick is Jason Witten. Did I convince you too, Ryan? Are you changing your pick? Uh, I'm thinking about it. I do want to shout out a couple other guys that are a little older. Randy White, who was... Very dominant defensive lineman in the 70s and 80s for the Cowboys. Um, and I also want to throw out, if you're putting Jason Witten on there, I want to throw out Tony Romo because Tony Romo, I always thought he was a really good if quarterback. If you're going to take Tony Romo over Troy Aikman, you're smoking something, son. <laughs> Dude, I'm going to tell you right now, if Tony Romo was on those 90s Cowboys team, good night. My I gosh, hear you, but still. Tony Romo close. is a better quarterback than Troy Aikman. Hands but down. He, but he doesn't rank higher, especially in the Mount Rushmore. Okay. Uh, John, do you want to go with Jason Witten or the leader of the defense, Charles Haley, on those teams? John's just watching the Bucks game. <laughs> He's not even paying attention. <laughs> and the Bucks did just score a six-yard touchdown reception to Rashad White. It is tied up 16-16 oh, with three seconds left. White. I am going to go with Jason Witten. Not not bad, not bad. Jason Witten, uh, probably one of the top. He's I would probably say he's one of the top five tight ends of all time. So, Dallas Cowboys: Emmitt Smith, Michael Irvin, Roger Staubach, Jason Witten. No defensive players on that. A lot of defensive players for the Cowboys had stints in Dallas. They didn't stay there their whole career. Deion so. Sanders, Deion Sanders, Ken Norton Jr. A lot of the What's good going ones. On? That, they just refused to let this game end. Uh, so they just kick the extra point, and before he even can even kick it, they throw a flag, and I think they're saying um, offsides. Oh, offsides on defense, I think. So they will decline it, hopefully. My TV still hasn't shown the touchdown. They're just lining up for the snap right now. <laughs> what are you talking about? Here we go. Here we go. Get ready, Ryan. He throws. <laughs> he finds Rashad White. Touchdown. I'm just, I don't want to end this podcast until I know. <laughs> 
they're counting. I don't have it. the game up. I just have Google up. That's all I've been looking at this whole time. Going. They are counting it. It is seventeen to sixteen. There's only wow. three seconds left. The Bucks pulled it off, which we had already called that game over. And like I said, folks, Tom minutes, Brady owns the Saints. He just finds <laughs> ways to win against the Saints. He did it again. The Bucks are just whooping butt in this division. Wow. Hey, they were going to be number one at five and seven. Well, now they're definitely number one um, at a a six Six and six. six. You know, like I've always said, Tom Brady is the greatest of all time in the NFL. He is the best quarterback to ever play it. And, um, yeah, that's what I've always said. And I just survived my guillotine league another week. I cannot believe it. Five teams left. How exciting. Can someone check Sleeper? That did not put Rashad White over 30 Jay, points. You needed did like he? 50 points for you to do anything. Did what not put him you? over 30 points on a touchdown. I just need to make sure. Okay, no, I'm still winning. Oh, thank God. Okay, right. we're good. It's Yeah, 100% chance you're winning there. Good job. All right, that's it for tonight. Peace. We out of here. Thanks for joining us today on the Manchild Chronicles. You can find us on your favorite social media platforms at the Manchild Chronicles. Don't forget to join us every Friday for a new episode. That's all for now. See you next time.